Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Leap of Faith podcast. I'm Lorraine. I am your host today. And uh, today is, uh, I'm going to do two because I missed yesterday. I was busy cleaning for my sister's arrival and I got sidetracked. So I'm going to do two today. Uh, so we are going to do 61.4 and 61.5 today, which are chapters 39 and 40. So welcome and thank you for being here. And I just, I'm so happy that you were able to carve out about 20 minutes of your time to uh, sit and listen or watch whatever uh, platform you're actually able to get in on this. So I'm not going to waste time because I do have my sisters downstairs and you may hear them talking in the background. So, um, but uh, I'm going to dive right in. We're going to pray, read, talk about it, and uh, and then uh, we'll pray uh, again. So, uh, so let's let's start out praying. <clears throat> Holy and mighty God. We come before your throne uh, so humbly, and we we bow down to you. Uh, you are the Alpha, the Omega, you're the beginning, the end, uh, and we are so grateful that you are in charge of everything. And we are thankful for all that you provide for us. We are thankful for the many, many blessings that we get to see on a daily basis. Uh, Lord, we are most grateful and thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus, which is what we're going to be celebrating his birth in a couple of weeks. But Lord, we are grateful for his obedience to you and the fact that he died on the cross for our sins, Lord. We have salvation and forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I'm also thankful for those who are out there listening. Uh, I'm thankful that they are able to join us in this journey, reading your word one chapter a day. Uh, every day, five days a week, Lord. We just thank you that they are out there. And I pray that you bring more. I pray that you will bless this ministry in the new coming year. And always, we pray that this is exactly what you want us to be doing and that you will grow this ministry so that everybody in the whole world can hear your word. Uh, Lord, uh, bless us as we go through this day, order our steps guide, direct us, focus us on what it is that you want us to do. We want to be in your will always. Empty us of ourselves as we dive into your word, clear our minds, and Lord, we invite you into this time in your word so that we can uh, understand what it is that you want us to learn. <clears throat> Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so... Uh, Today is, as I said, uh, two episodes, 61.4 and 61.5. Uh, so we're starting out in chapter 39, uh, reading about Joseph in Potiphar's house. So Potiphar is somebody high up in Pharaoh's uh, court, or whatever you want to call it. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal assistant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. 
All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she, she demanded, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be such a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went to do his work. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, <clears throat> but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with, him, behind with me. She kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. Then she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you've brought into our house tried to come in and fool around, and fool around me, with me, she said, but when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. <clears throat> Joseph put in prison. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners and over everything that had happened in everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Joseph interprets two dreams, episode 61.5. <clears throat> Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and the chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, was in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? And they replied, "Both we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand. 
So I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief bearer, when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastries stacked on my head. The top basket contained all kinds of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also rep represent three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Then the birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Wow, that was a lot. Okay, so um, the first part that I uh, highlighted was uh, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. The please, this pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph the, his personal assistant. So Joseph is raised, rising up in Potiphar's eyes, you know, that he sees that God is with him. And then I went down into five. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. And all his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. So Joseph is in charge of everything at this point. <clears throat> and then down into seven, six and seven, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully and asks him to go sleep with her. And of course, Joseph, being the good man that he is, says, no, uh, I can't do that. Uh, it would be a wicked thing and it would be a great thing against God. So he's still being a godly man. And then she does it again. She, you know, she corners him uh, and tries to get him to do it again. And in that moment, um, you know, Joseph says no. And she grabs him by the cloak and the cloak is left behind. And then she cries wolf and says that Joseph was trying to rape her. And of course, Pharaoh has to throw him into jail. So now Joseph is in prison. You know, Potiphar was furious that, you know, that this was happening to, with Joseph and he puts him into prison. But again, Joseph being the good man that he is, finds favor with um, the guard 
And uh, before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. Um, the warden had no more worries because J Joseph took care of everything and the Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. And then, of course, you go into uh, chapter 40 where uh, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker have dreams. And, of course, Joseph, through God, interprets the two dreams. And uh, so, I, literally, I mean, if you look at my Bible, I've highlighted, like, most of it. So, just to sum it up, uh, you know, he gives a positive um interpretation of the cupbearer's um, dream, but he tells the baker, for whatever reason, he's going to be impaled on a pole. <clears throat> and three days later, at the party, it all comes to fruition. But the cupbearer, at the very end, says in 29, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. So he forgot to tell Pharaoh about what Joseph had done. So Joseph remains in prison. That's it for today. Uh, it was kind of short and sweet, and uh, but it was full of a lot of stuff. You know, being the righteous man that he is, Joseph is doing exactly what he was supposed to do. So, um, but with that, um, I always lead you in the prayer of uh, salvation. I will never, ever not do that for you. So uh, let's go ahead and pray if you feel like God is telling you. To accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. So let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of our sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the adopted family of Jesus. You are now a brother or sister in Christ. Um, I always encourage you to mark it in your Bible under today's um, reading. And uh, this is the Bible that we use. So if you need to get one, you can get it at any bookstore or online. <clears throat> but we encourage you to uh, take the next step get to a pastor, get to a church. Uh, if you have any questions, they can answer those questions for you and, um, you know, get involved with the ministry or join a, a, you know, Bible study. You can use this as a Bible study if you wanted to. Go volunteer. Churches are always looking for volunteers. So, uh, but that's it for today. So we are covered for two episodes and then tomorrow we'll have the episode with uh, Jeremiah and I uploaded. So, uh, but I don't know what time of day it is that you're able to do this morning, noon or night, but I'm just glad that you're able to join me. Uh, have a great day and I will see you tomorrow. God bless you.